0: or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this week's episode, Jared Anderson, safety manager at Adolphson & Peterson, Talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson about safety trends in the construction industry, the impact of COVID on job site safety, and the latest in safety equipment.
1: All right. Well, I'm pleased to be joined by Jared Anderson, Regional Safety Director for Adelson and Peterson here in town. And we're going to talk a little bit about construction safety. It's a timely topic since this is Construction Safety Week. And so, Jared, first of all, thanks for joining me today. How have you been doing? Been doing well. Uh, thank you for having me. It's,
2: uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, it's nice to have the sunshine for us. Uh, and finally, mm. I'm pretty doom and gloom over the, over the past uh, couple of weeks, which hasn't led to great success on construction sites, as you can imagine. But uh, the sunshine is a big welcome for us.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm geared up for baseball and everything else. My son is in uh, Little League, and they finally have some decent weather for practices. So, Yeah, I'm right in the the same boat with you there. Yeah, very cool. Can you talk a little bit, uh, just I guess by way of introduction, talk a little bit about your current job and your duties and how long you've been in this line of work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, my, my current role
2: is uh, regional safety director for Olson and Peterson. Um, I actually went to school for this role. So, uh, graduated from University of Minnesota Duluth with a master's in environmental health and safety back in 08. And then from there, uh, went to, did an internship with the Department of Transportation. So worked for MnDOT for a while. Got a gig with working on the, uh, the OSHA side of things for, for about two years. And then from there, I went to oil and gas, worked in heavy industrial construction for eight and a half years and transitioned into Edelson and Peterson from, from the refinery world. I couldn't do shutdowns anymore. Didn't, <laughs> didn't want to do that. And I've been with Edelson and Peterson ever since. So, been with a and p going on four years coming up in October and uh, over two of those have been in the role that I'm in right now
1: okay and can you tell me a little bit about some of the specific things you're working on right now with A&P in terms of the the safety program uh what what does that look like oh well that's uh we
2: could we could talk all day on that but um, you know a lot of the a lot of what I work on is just the the day to day management of our current uh, safety systems that are in place, making sure things like making sure individuals have the the appropriate training that that they need to perform the tasks that they do um uh, making sure that our training is up to date with the latest guidelines and regulations because those don't change from time to time so you got to have your your kind of your ear to the ground when it comes to the changes that are coming down the pike. Um, to ensure that we are regulatory compliant. And that's a huge part of my job, too, is uh, from a regulatory standpoint, uh, safety is highly regulated. There, there's you know OSHA that's out there and the Code of Federal Regulations, that's a book about this thick that we, we have to follow if it applies to us. So making sure that um, our individuals are, are trained on everything that's applied. We're, we're regulatory compliant. Our, our policies and procedures are up to date. We have a lot of high risk situations that we deal with in construction. So there's safety plans that need to be addressed on a, you know, daily, weekly, monthly basis when those types of things come up. And then the other aspect of it is just getting out and being visible. You know, that's, that's a huge part of, part of safety is I consider myself a resource more than anything. For, for our individuals who are out there in the field, uh, well not only not only the people in the field but on um, people in the office too um, everybody has questions when it comes to safety. <laughs> not everybody knows everything, including myself, and I like to be the, the the resource for those individuals when they when they do have those questions because there are tricky situations that come up sometimes.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that we've all been dealing with in in the past couple of years is the pandemic, and I'm curious how that changed your approach to what you do, and what are some of the lessons learned there? Well, yeah, again, that that did change everything quite a bit, but um,
2: everybody was kind of forced to uh, change really quickly as well. Uh, I, I guess one of the biggest things that that we had to, to figure out is is how to train our individuals. You know, usually um, historically it was let's get everybody in the same room, let's sit them down, let's train them on a certain topic, and and send them on the way. Um, that kind of went out the door when COVID came around. Obviously, you couldn't get people in the same room for uh, obvious reasons. So we had to we had to learn how to utilize technology really quickly to, to do some effective training. Um, we developed a learning management system that uh, has been an excellent tool in our you know, tool chest. And essentially what that is, is just a, it's a um, online database of uh, training sources that we have that are specific to the construction industry that anybody who comes on and is an employee of Adolfson and Peterson uh, can sign into as a profile. We can assign, you know, specific trainings based upon the, the type of work that that individual is doing. Um, and it covers everything from safety related topics to, to mental health to, you know, uh, tips and tricks on how to use processes that that, that we have within our you know, within the, the company of AP so that's one of the biggest kind of kind of things that we've had to evolve on uh, from a from a COVID standpoint
1: yeah you mentioned mental health and that's a very serious thing that i think people don't realize how important that is we all hear about the uh fall protection and things of that nature which of course is very important but can you just touch on a little bit of the topic of mental health and are you looking for certain signs there or just how do you, how do you promote good mental health in your workforce?
2: Yeah. I, I, part of that goes back to what I touched upon a little bit earlier is uh, knowing your people and, and getting out there and talking to them. Um, if you don't, if you don't do that, you're going to lose touch with uh, from a number of different aspects, but, you can't really understand the, the state of mind that somebody is in without actually engaging, engaging those individuals. So that's that's part of trying to put your finger on the, the mental health issue. I mean, there's a lot of aspects to this, too, because it was a little bit of a sleeping giant for us in the construction industry. You know, People didn't know, or at least it wasn't widely communicated previous to COVID. COVID was kind of a catalyst that, that brought it about. Um, and next thing you know, we're, you know, throwing around statistics that, you know, construction industry has one of the highest suicide rates. And, um, with, with all of the uh, other variables that COVID brought with it, it just brought that to the forefront. So going back to the kind of the crux of your question, we had to, you know, talk to our leaders on, on how to, how to address this because it's not an easy topic. to to bring up and in a, in a toolbox scenario, you know, when you're, when you're historically, we have toolbox talks that, that address task specific items like fall protection to your point or, you know, welding, excavations, things like that. But then you, you transition into a toolbox talk about mental health and, you know, awareness and things that you can do. You've got to, you got to prep your your, lead, your field leaders to have those conversations and, and even be ready for the, the conversations or the questions that would come back to them because it doesn't come natural to everybody. And it's just a really different topic that we've historically talked about on our job sites. So we've just been trying to gather up as much resources as we possibly can. We've been getting involved in things like Mental Health Awareness Month, which is this month. Um, Instruction Safety Week. The topics that are uh, that we're discussing are all about staying connected and being supported, and that ties in with Adolphson and Peterson's uh, core philosophy of our incident and injury-free culture that we try to push. And what what that's all about is just the foundation of the success is building relationships with people. And that kind of gets back to the more you you know somebody, the more personal conversations you you try to have with them to get to know them to understand what makes them tick. You're probably going to have a better idea of what sort of mental state they're going to be in from a day to day basis as well, instead of just being a robot about this is the process, this is what we have to do, this is the schedule. No. It, Slow down. Take the time to to talk to somebody. Take the time to get to know them, and um, I think a byproduct of that is ultimately going to be a, a better job site from a mental health standpoint, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what other types of um, trends are you seeing out there in the industry? I guess let's talk about with equipment, for example. Um, are you seeing constantly evolving standards and improvements with regard to all protection gear helmets that sort of thing
2: yeah the the two that you mentioned there
1: uh, they're certainly
2: uh, hard hats are uh, they're, they're coming out with uh, a, a lot of uh, new innovations from a hard hat standpoint you 'll see a lot of uh, climbing style hard hats that are, that are being used more and more in, in different scenarios. Fall protection is, I mean, I can go to sleep for eight hours and wake up the next morning and there's, there's something new that's on the shelf from a fall protection standpoint. Uh, one, of the, one of the big trends or the things that we're doing internally at AP is, uh, from a fall protection aspect, is harnesses that have kind of built-in weight distribution systems. And that's that's not necessarily really new, but it within probably within the last two three years you've seen uh, the technology develop and and come along there where the harness helps distribute the weight and it's a tremendous advantage for uh, trades like carpenters who wear heavy bags uh, iron workers who who have a lot of equipment on them as well because it takes that weight off your shoulders and puts it down towards your core and just distributes it better preventing musculoskeletal soft tissue injuries things like that um a big push for the summertime is probably going to be heat and what types of uh, mitigations we can put in place there the there's a national emphasis program that OSHA comes out with every year. This year, they're focusing on heat stress. So that's a that's a big thing in Minnesota. You might not <laughs> it may not seem like that right now with
1: mm-hmm. the
2: weather that we've been having, but when it you know the humidity comes and we get the the heat index levels up over you know 95 to uh, you know 100 and it can get up to 110, we don't acclimate well to that in Minnesota. So uh, with that emphasis program, you're going to see OSHA out uh, inspecting jobs specifically looking for things like heat mitigation programs, and PPE comes into play there. There's a uh, you know cooling vests that that you can use. There's uh, cooling towels. So there's the construction industry is is going to have to adapt to that one because it's I mean those those things have been around for a while, but with With that emphasis program coming into play, it's going to be looked at a lot, a lot closer under a microscope.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'm always impressed when I go on a project site or do a tour uh, by all the the, the signage and the, you know, in both English and Spanish and reminding people about safety and wearing a hard hat and, and everything else. And I think that's just, uh, probably uh I would imagine really important to have that out there, and especially I think I've heard from different government statistics or you know it's 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 probably more likely that you're going to have an accident, for example, maybe on a Friday afternoon when your mind is on the weekend or something like that, and you're you know it's important i guess the the point is the the importance of staying focused all the time yeah. on safety is can you speak to that at all
2: yeah absolutely there's um you know one of the reoccurring safety talks and messages that we like to get out there is, is something that we we call um, I, I can't claim claim this but it's the the behavioral traps, so to speak um, where you talk about um, fatigue frustration uh, complacency distraction those types of things and how they can kind of creep in to to the job site and um it's a hard one to to address because you know it it, you're almost trying to well you are trying to combat human nature to a certain (laughs) certain extent but in my my opinion the more you talk about it the more the level of awareness goes up about it Because the hard the hard part about you know, talking about complacency and, and and distraction is all right. Once you've identified the the problem and the, that that's an, potentially an issue as to you know how some incidents or a contributing factor to incidents, what what's the what's the action item for for complacency? Right, it, it's hard to come up with a tangible action item for that, as opposed to you know, a, apart from making sure it's on the forefront of people's minds and talking about it a lot. The distractions one is, is is certainly certainly true because we've all. I mean, that can be distractions on the job site, or it can be distractions that you're bringing to the job site with you, and that that ties back to the you know the state of mind individuals are in, mental health. Um, they could be thinking about something something at home or or issues that they have going on. So, um that's the conversations that we like to have as well. It's, you know, when, when you're here, be present, be present on the job. And obviously if you have things that you, you need to talk about and get off your chest, we're going to, we're going to offer an ear to you and and help you out and help you through those and give you every resource that we possibly can. And that's part of knowing your people as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess, just to um, sort of wrap things up a little bit, you know, the, the benefits of good safety practices are, are obvious for reasons of keeping people healthy and avoiding serious injuries. But can you also talk about some of the, I guess, other benefits to the company of having a zero injury culture and a good safety record? Well, one of the one of the biggest that comes to my mind right now is
2: uh people don't want to work for an unsafe company and you know word word travels and the the environment that we're kind of in right now is is the war war on talent right and the the great resignation uh, so to speak uh if you're if you're not a safe company you're not going to retain your employees and retention of good employees is extremely important right now, ex- especially with with what's going on in the industry and, and you know trying to find good individuals. So uh, having having those safe work practices, uh, being being known as a uh, a safe company, certainly helps us from a you know a recruitment standpoint and an employee retention standpoint. Uh, I would say secondly owners owners don't want to do work with companies that don't have exemplary safety records either. I don't know of it's hard pressed to to find find an owner that doesn't have some sort of prequalification parameters when it comes to safety that they judge just like you know the schedule that you present just like the the, the cost that you present on the job on the front end. They're they're taking safety into account when they're awarding projects out as well. So if you can't impress your owners from that standpoint and they're, you're not getting jobs from a safety perspective, then you're not supporting your employees from a financial perspective because you're not running a healthy business. You're just not going to get work. So it, it comes full circle. I mean, there's uh, absolutely you know and, and importance to that on, on a number of different levels
1: yeah it's fascinating stuff and certainly a lot of layers to it so thanks for helping us sort that out jared anything else that you would like to add before i let you go
2: no i just uh appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, uh, to have a conversation um it's nice to to meet a fellow swede i mm-hmm. and I, I don't i don't know uh too many people that are fluent in Swedish either so it's, I found that very interesting but thank you for having us
1: well there you go and Taksa uh, uh, uh thank you very much uh, it, was, it was nice meeting you As good to meet someone from the Eveleth area as well always like to meet those Iron Rangers <laughs> absolutely thank you sir and have a great day hopefully we can chat again soon yeah anytime you as well Thanks. Take care. Talk to you later.